for you in the bathroom, mate. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, sound like you're in, doesn't sound like you're in the bathroom. I, I woke up maybe 45 minutes ago, so I made some coffee. I had to set my priority straight. What was going to be more important? I was like, <clears throat> let me get this day started by having some coffee because I'm, I'm going to go do a workout after this. So if I go into the bath, it's going to throw, then, it's going to throw yeah, me off a you, little bit. But then you can't do the podcast if you're not in the bath. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll turn on the water. That's the, that's the whole point, mate. You're supposed to be in, in the bath. I'll turn on, I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. Right, so how, how long will it take you to get set? Uh, like a minute. <laughs> Would you say a minute? <laughs> yeah, I just gotta, like, I literally just gotta turn on the water. All right, hold on. But then I can't be on my laptop to give you better audio. What do you mean, dude? I'm I'm in the bath with my laptop and my microphone, my headphones. You are my phone. I didn't even hear water splash. Dude, what? What do you think? Oh, that shit. Okay. All right. 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 Oh, you really, yeah, he's really in the, he's really in the bath. Yeah, that's why it's called the tub hub. Because you're in the tub, Jason. You hear it, you hear the water. You know, I can hear a sound effect. Oh, no, no, that's water, bro. Whatever we were doing right now would make like a great intro. Yeah, that sounds like sound effects, bruv. I don't even know if you're really in the bath. Oh, I'm in the bath. Welcome to the Tub Hub. I'm going to do that again. That was trash. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. How the hell are you? My name is Corey Wharton Malcolm, aka Bit Beefy, and you are tuned into whatever episode this is of the Tub Hub. If this is the first time that you're listening to the Tub Hub, you are probably wondering, what is this show about? Well, I'm about to tell you. This show is about exploring the word help in all its forms. Do we ask for help? When do we ask for help? Why do we ask for help? Who do we ask for help? Do people ask us for help? And how does helping make us feel? Obviously, because of what is going on in the world right now, we cannot not talk about racism. We cannot not talk about inequality, about discrimination, about racial bias. We can't not talk about these things. I'm gonna tell you who I'm joined by. I am joined by my dear friend from across the pond, Jason. Jason, are you there? What's up, my man? Jason, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, very, kind of early over here in New York. So, you know, just turned on this tub. I wasn't expecting to get in it. What do you, what do you mean you weren't <laughs> expecting to get in it? Because, uh, I mean, you know what? <clears throat> My mentality was, well, I have a workout after this. So I'm going to be too relaxed for this workout now. You know what I mean? So let's see. It's maybe something good. Maybe something, uh, something would change in my workout habit after this, sitting in a tub for an hour. Maybe I'll but perform what? better. But but what led you to believe that a podcast that was supposed to be recording recorded in a bathtub wouldn't be recorded well, in a bathtub? 
usually the host would be in the bathtub and then you know i don't know i just thought it was what do you nice. what do you mean usually? I, I, honestly, is, I, honestly, is this something that, that you know of that has happened I'm before gonna, i'm gonna get cut i'm gonna cut straight to the chase i thought it was sound effects awesome so jason yes i obviously know who you are dude um but some of our wonderful listeners from around the world may not know who you are so jason can you tell people who you are where you are, what you do, and how we know each other. Uh, so my name is Jason. I am from New York City. <clears throat> I am a photographer and a runner. And uh, I think, you know what? It was crazy. The other day, I was, uh, you know how your iPhone tells you what you were doing on this month and this year? Yeah. Yeah. So it was telling me that uh, I was in Valencia and that was the first time that we oh, met wow, two years yes. ago. So Valencia World Championships was 2018. 2018. No, that's crazy. But since Valencia, where, like, where have we been? We've been to, off the top of my head, obviously New York, Chicago, uh-huh. I think, uh-huh. Doha, uh-huh. Los Angeles, Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, where else have we gone? Uh, Miami. Miami. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bro. No, that's crazy. And, and yeah. all to do with either running or photography. Exactly. exactly. Or, or both combined. Exactly. Um, and so what sort of photography do you do? Just so, so our listeners I, know. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a sports photographer uh, who concentrates mo- mostly on uh, pro athletics and athletics mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a difference between athletics and running? I, I believe so, in my opinion, because you need to add like pole vaulting, you need to add like the jumps and all that other stuff. So there's only there's running plus uh, the field events. So. And so you shoot the field events as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and how long have you been doing that for? I think this is my eighth year doing this. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and because of uh, COVID-19, has work been interrupted or has work gone on? Uh, work has completely halted. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, like I haven't, I was in the middle of a shoot in March. I was in uh-huh. North Carolina uh-huh. and maybe I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. They flew me back home and I was scheduled to be there till Sunday. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, you know, like, I think we had the LA Half Marathon and all these other events scheduled uh, in the calendar for the year. You know, things that you would shoot all the time, like pen relays or mm-hmm. Boston Marathon, the London Marathon. Uh, those were all in the, in the schedule. So that I haven't done anything in the past 100 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. And speaking of pen relays, that's the first thing we shot together, which was hilarious. Can you explain to, to people at home who don't know what is pen relays? So pen relays is the biggest uh, track meet bec- uh, in the East Coast, I would say, um, because it, it takes high school, collegiate, and professionals all packed in one weekend. I, it's also the longest car- relay carnival uh, in the United States. I believe in the United States. It's, it's going on for like a hundred and something years. Oh, uh, wow. And because of COVID, this is the first time that they canceled it. That's crazy. So that was, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so myself and Jason met uh, in Valencia at the World Half Marathon Championships. Um, so he was there with the Black Roses and I was there with my team, Trap Mafia. And for those of you who don't know, it was uh, myself, Jeggy and Jules who originally started Trap Mafia. So Jeggy's now moved back to New York and is now part of the Black Roses. So we arranged to meet in Valencia to race together. And basically Jason was with them. One evening we were all at a bar and myself and Jason were sat next to each other. Um, Jason's a professional photographer. I'm like a, an amateur who just kind of plays with expensive equipment. So I was keen to talk to him as I think I already followed him and was like fascinated by some of the pictures that he had taken. So I just wanted to pick his brain. Um, so we we ended up talking, I think we were talking for like two or three hours, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was um, like just about shooting and traveling. And you mentioned that you were going to the Penn Relays to shoot. And I was like, oh, I've, re I've always wanted to shoot that. And all you said to me was, oh, like you should come, man. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. All right, I'll come. <laughs> and <laughs> like the decision was made there and then. Now, were you supposed to travel anywhere this year with sports and running, Jason? So, yes, I was uh, scheduled to shoot the Olympic Games this oh, summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was, uh, that was my first Olympic Games that I was going to shoot. Uh, I've been working towards this goal for like the past six years. Uh -huh. uh, so I, uh, I found out maybe, I think it was like Christmas week, that uh -huh. team you I, I i got an email from team usa saying hey you're good to go <clears throat> we'll see you in uh we'll see you in tokyo and i was just like you know like ecstatic you know what i mean like because i, I feel like one of the things that i um, <clears throat> i remember from the last olympics uh -huh. was that i was watching it at home and i told myself remember this feeling that you have right now because i felt like a failure you know what I mean? Like I felt like. Well, a, why did you feel like a failure? Because that was something. That, because shooting the Olympics was such a high on my priority list uh -huh. that me watching it from home, uh -huh. I was just like, I felt like a failure. You know what I mean? So I was just like, all right, cool. Like remember this feeling, bottle this feeling, and just work your behind off for the next uh -huh. four years, and do whatever it takes to to take away the no. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, you know, like it's a lot of things are out of your hand. But uh, when I got that email, uh, I was just like, just ecstatic. So, yeah, it, it, I was it, I was luckily lucky enough to make the cut. And uh, I find out, I think, six months after the cutoff time that I'm uh -huh. going. So Would it you? was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in in the industry that you work in, um, is, is there a lot of like guidance, mentorship, a lot of help on offer? No, man. I think, I think that's my, <laughs> I think that's my, you didn't even struggle. have to think about that. Yeah. I mean, I've met people along the way that uh -huh. guide me, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Or tell me you should do X, Y, and Z, but there's not someone who's like, Hey, let's do this or let's try to do this together or let's build. And I think being a runner like from high school to college and post-collegiate i've always had a coach or a mentor or something like that so me running my own business without a mentor or something like that is it's a struggle uh because i don't know who to 
And I feel like, <clears throat> and I, I, I've, I've spoken about this before. There's a lot of times that I want to, after the Olympics, I want to stop shooting uh, photography because I'm like, oh, well, you know, like I hit my goal. Now what's next? Like, let me go back to a, a structured system, a, a structured work system. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let me climb a corporate ladder. And I think that comes from like. But why um, do you want to climb a corporate ladder? Because I think that there's still checklists that I want to that I want to achieve. You know what I mean? Like I want to do brand marketing. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, do that for a couple of years, and then let's <laughs> just do that for a couple of years. You know, I love and that. Like, and you? let's and see like what happens after that. You know, like what uh-huh. opportunities open. Uh, but I'm like a very firm believer that photography is a door to something else. It's yeah, not yeah, my yeah. calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, because when I asked why do you want to climb the corporate ladder, that wasn't a uh, a question about climbing. It was a question of why do you want to climb the corporate ladder as opposed to building your your own ladder. But I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, it's also really hard. It's. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. What do you mean it's really hard? Of course, it's I really mean, hard, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, like as 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 cool as it is to run your own business it is also the hardest thing to do like there are so many things that i do not understand (laughs) financing and taxes and billing and all this other stuff like i there are certain times where i still struggle to know my worth and Uh how much to charge for something and i've Uh been doing this for six years you know what i mean like it, it it is but then, cool. yeah. does that does that ever stop? As in, do you think that from a creative perspective, like a creative professional gets to a place where he or she is like completely aware of what their their worth is financially? I think they have a team of people around yes. them <laughs> that makes that decision a lot easier. Exactly. But, uh, but at the same time, like, you know, I feel, I feel like we've had this conversation before. To me, in the perfect world, uh-huh. I would love to run a business with friends. Uh-huh. And we're all creative. I mean, like, we're all creating to, it's collectively. You know what I mean? Like, I think uh, having something like you, that. But this is my question. Haven't you already started that business? We, I have. I have. But I think there's a lot of competition. I think how the structure right now with uh, photographers and, and sports, I think how I view it is just like, it's a lot of people who've been doing this for like 40, 30 years. And then uh-huh. this is how we do it. And you're stepping into my territory and you're doing uh-huh. this and, and all uh-huh. that other stuff. And I think because we see that's how they do it, mm-hmm. we take that mentality and be like, well, you know what? This is me. I have to outperform but why? this diet. I, I think no what I mean is like but why do you why do you take that as I guess not gospel gospel is the wrong word but why do you take that as okay so the the older people that's the way that they did it well yeah yeah, yeah. the way that we should when... I don't think we should do it I think I don't consider myself a photographer I think I consider myself more like a storyteller oh, you know I what I mean know. like you're not going to tell me, don't tell me to sit at a finish line and give you a finish line shot. You can buy that from AP. You can buy that from anywhere, Getty or anything like that. But if you, if you gave me the range of, um, 
of telling the whole story throughout the race yes you're gonna get more and like we more photos number one two mm -hmm. you're also gonna get a different different stuff than just seeing the same shot that everybody else has and and, I, and that's the thing like yeah you know what if there's a, like if there's a ask and they're like hey we need just this one shot i would absolutely do it you know what i mean but i feel that um i don't like being a recap photographer i like just being the storyteller because there is a story at a track meet or a marathon there's no way that you can say there's no story in 26.2 miles every mile has its own story you know what i mean so um so are there other photographers out there that that, that feel the same way that you do is it a generational a of, thing i think yeah i think a lot of the younger photographers that are around my age group uh we all say the same thing so then why are you not coming together and doing something about it uh, because the people who are up top control that you know what i mean like it's just like it, it, so uh, up, i think up to like two two years ago I, I was like considered like a like oh this kid is gonna fizzle out this kid is gonna fizzle out you know what i mean i'm like there was this one time where i got into it with a photographer Mm -hmm. uh, who's been for he was who's been shooting for a very long time and he like grabbed my vest and like was trying to get me out of the way and all this other stuff and i knew what was going on you know what i mean like i knew like it wasn't live anymore i knew we were we were on like on on commercial break and i decided to walk across uh -huh. and he wasn't paying attention to what was going on he uh -huh. goes like yo you gotta get out of the way you know we're, we're still on live feed and then someone else came who, mm -hmm. who works with the with the organization he goes like hey he knows what he's doing we're off air like it's cool like you know what i mean so I, it's just like i think what it is is just like because people who have done this for a very long time uh they just they don't want to see younger people come up because they're it's like you're taking food out of the table you know what i mean there's like there's less of that uh there's, especially when there's not a lot of money in the sport to begin with, you know what I mean? Any new person that comes in uh -huh. is, is seen as a threat. Well, to me, for an example, is like, I just want to get my friends together yeah. and just do cool stuff. You know what I mean? Like, to, I rather, and I just don't want to take photos. Like, I want to be able to, like, give suggestions and, like, put, a, put events together and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, that go that go with that weekend you know so yeah and so this is obviously your attitude your feelings um you said that there are, uh, are other people around your age who have similar feelings so because this is how you guys feel um have you tried to change the way that you deal with the younger generation as in do you help younger photographers like do you offer guidance do you offer mentorship to not even necessarily younger people but people who are either new into the industry or new to sports photography as in like are you trying to change the narrative sure i mean like i uh for sure like i think there's this one photographer that i met <clears throat> like two years ago maybe mm -hmm. three years ago he i met him at a summer camp um, that I, I go to this summer camp every 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 year, mm -hmm. like that's uh, every year. I'm like a camp counselor at this running camp, oh, yeah. and I met him there. And he he just you know I, I guess 
whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to say that I inspired him, but he came back. <laughs> he came back. I mean, you, you're, you can fess up to, to inspiring someone. It's okay. Uh, I, you know, he came back with a camera, uh, I think a year. So he, I met him his senior year. He can mm-hmm. come back as a freshman in college. He has to take the year off. He came back his second year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he came back with a camera and he was just like, Hey man, like I want to learn from you. And I was like, yeah, like, absolutely. Let's like, let's let's i didn't go into like settings or anything like that on the camera but i was like hey look at this let's try to shoot this over here and now he's like he comes with me and shoots uh every every summer and then i've also saw him in the pro circuit as well which i think is pretty cool and like he'll like he'll ask me questions and stuff like that and like and i'm and i think the difference is i'm not gonna give the person all the answers right but like he'll hit me up for like, how much should I pay for this? And how much, or, you know, like how much should I charge for that? Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. And it's, it's happened a couple of times. The difference is that I am going to be there and answer all your questions, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go into like tech specs of a camera and things like that. That's on you to figure out and on you to find out your own style. But if you do have like questions about, the business part of it or like uh you know uh, angles and what do you think of this or editing style like for sure i will i will talk you through it and guide you and give you my opinions uh you know and i even have friends who are like my age who mm-hmm. who grab a camera and you know shoot other sports or other things and i'm like i answer all their questions um but i think i can do it i can absolutely do a better job you know in inspiring not inspiring i don't want to say that word but like in helping other people you know what i mean like helping other people and like coming coming together because i think there's like there's a huge uh i think photography has shifted in the terms of people are more storytellers or lifestyle like photography and sports has moved from just general recap to uh-huh. like this is a lifestyle you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. and lifestyle photography is completely different from sports photography um because again like a recap a, a recap photo is cool you know what i mean like someone hitting a home run mm-hmm. or someone you know uh scoring a goal that's all cool and all but to me and to a lot of people who are interested in photography or not mm-hmm. even interested but just like look at a photo it's just like i want to see neymar in the back in, in yeah. his locker room yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like that photo to me is it's it's bigger than the than him scoring a goal. You know what I mean? Because like one, it shows lifestyles. Two, it shows access. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I think that's what, <laughs> that's the, that's the shift. That's the shift that people need to start thinking. Is like it's just like what's going to make you stand out, and that stand out is access. You know what I mean? Uh, I think people like. Uh, this photographer, I, I'm saying his name wrong, but Kato, K-A-I-T-O. He's mm-hmm. like a hip hop photographer and it's like mm-hmm. Diddy's photographer. But it's like always behind the scene, always like with Diddy in his office or like having something with like Jay-Z and Beyonce. He's at this huge party that they throw, but he has all the behind the scene photos. You know what I mean? And I think that's what, even having access and being skilled with the camera is what makes you something stronger than just a, a, a photographer, you know? Exactly. 
Um, now, have you got any behind the scenes shots of the protests in New York that are, are happening right now, Jason? I have some. I have some. I haven't gone to a lot of them. I try to go at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I, you know, like stuff with COVID and, you know, right now I'm, I'm staying with my folks. And the last thing I want to do is get them sick. Uh, exactly. You know what, what I mean? What what yeah. have what what have the the protests been like? Like what's 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 it like out there, man? Obviously, so like we're the, we're in the UK. People have been protesting. Yeah. Lots of discussions. Um, but you're in the heart of it. Talk to me. I so a lot of it here. The first week was was different. I mean, you know, we were just like rioting and looting and. Uh, when you say we. <laughs> What do you mean? No, you just <laughs> said say we, we were just rioting. Well, we, we, we as like the states, New York. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like we as the states. It was, I, I, didn't, was, I didn't want anyone no, using this no, podcast no. as evidence against you. No, 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 no. I was, I was at home on Twitter watching it live. Cool. <laughs> but we in the states, uh, there was a lot of rioting and looting. And, you know, it's, it was crazy to see, man. It's, it's crazy to go down to Soho you know, and just see all the stores boarded up. And um, it, it doesn't feel like New York at the moment. Um, but I also see, I also do see um, the, the thing, I think this, this was the perfect storm of everything. Uh-huh. Meaning that, and it's, it's maybe, correct me if I'm wrong or something, but if you look at what's happening right now, there's a pandemic going on millions of people lost their jobs and yeah. there's nothing else to do but to go out and protest and and try to fix the what I mean like it's all of that for the just to be a national attention on on something that's been going on for over a hundred years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like um and this one feels different. You know what I mean? Like this one feels uh this one feels like some there things are happening and like you know you, you go from major corporations donating money to you know uh co- also these corporations making juneteenth a a holiday you know like giving them paid time off i think it's you're you're starting to notice that um that there's a positive change you know what i mean um which is which is good uh you know, you're, you're seeing police reform in certain places. You know, I think there's, there's still a lot. I, I think this, the system is completely broke. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at a, a, a chart the other day and they were saying that the police department in New York City gets billions of dollars, right? And mm-hmm. then the education system is getting like a couple of hundred million. A, a billion dollars compared to a hundred million and in, in, in when you look at it and you zoom out, you're just like, yeah, that's still a, a, a lot of money. But I think you need to start investing in these kids. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there were certain, when I was a kid growing up, there, there was programs like summer youth program where instead of being out part of like, you know, being around in the street or doing something, mm-hmm. New York City was paying me to go and you know, be at a summer camp and babysit kids at 14 and it keeps you out of trouble. Um, so has that stuff stopped, Jason? It's, it's gone down considerably. Like they've taken funding out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you're closing schools. You know, there's a lot of schools that have been closing around me. Um, but you're, you're seeing police with 
riot shields and military grade protection. And I think there's something fundamentally wrong with that, you know, like um, I, I, someone who, who's there to protect us shouldn't be protecting us with military gear. You know what I mean? I think it's, uh, I, I, I just think it's, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of things that I, I feel are wrong and, you know, I'm, I'm a Hispanic guy, you know, and like, I get targeted differently, you know, like, uh, so you been, have, have, have also experienced discrimination and racism. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, like I've, I've gotten stopped and frisked before in the city and, you know, I, I, because of my skin color, I've, I, I feel like I've been looked past certain things. And when it comes to like opportunities, uh, I, you know, so when I, you say opportunities, are you referring work, to, your, work to your industry? Absolutely. How, how can we change stuff? What needs to be done so we don't have to experience that stuff? I just feel that, you know, when you, this is my point of view. If you are a person of color, you're mm -hmm. not, unless you have, like, again, the thing that I've learned it, the past couple of years mm -hmm. is that you have to take the no away from people. You have to take away the no. And unless you are like this established company with all this backing, uh, and, and it's, and it's uh, someone who's of color leading it. Mm -hmm. I think they're the ones who are going to get it, which is absolutely great. But I think what happens is that people who, people who, um, who like me, for an example, who I don't want to have a company, a full company. I don't want to have all these like uh, these fireproof systems, right? Because I, number one, I don't, I don't have the resources. Number two, I don't, um, I don't have the guidance. Um, so they, they don't look at me as an established photographer. You know what I mean? So they will go to the company to the, to someone else, like mm -hmm. a peer of mine or someone else who does have this. And they're like, Oh, well, they, here you go, have this and you know, do this job because they have, um, that company set up. Right. Uh, I think not afraid to fail is viewed as an individual and not a company. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's more, maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my marketing. I don't know. Uh, but you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of times where uh, things just get tossed to people, tossed, tossed, tossed. And I'm just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, so, and I feel that that's also another reason why I want to get out of it. You know what I mean? Like I want to get out of that, of photography, go into like something with like, brand and stuff like that so you can like kind of change that a little bit too and give opportunities to people who you respect and you see and you and you know what i mean like not just go back to the same people all the time um but go back and like give other people who you admire you look up to those opportunities because they're well well qualified you know what i mean um to do the job now it's like do you have what's the word i'm looking for like the in that not not the actual physical insurance right but do you have that insurance to back up in case something goes wrong in the photo shoot i think that's what the issue is you know what i mean like totally. if something goes 
Yeah. Sorry. So, so part of the, just so I understand, you think that part of the problem is that big brands don't trust up and coming photographers with bigger projects because they aren't established. So essentially it's like another industry where, but then I still don't understand because you've got an amazing portfolio. Cause I was just mm-hmm. going to say, you can't get work without a portfolio, but you've got. No, 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 yeah, for sure. But a lot of those things were like being at the right place at the right time. And uh, uh-huh. a lot of that <laughs> stuff was, you know, um, friends who are like, yo, we're doing this. I, I, I'm not going to get into any more details, you know, uh, but it's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had these opportunities if it wasn't for someone else to be there. And now. Uh, Dude, that's nearly every single opportunity oh, that we've I, all had. Absolutely. Absolutely. But even with the portfolio, I think I still don't get, I still don't get the jobs that I, I want you know what I mean? Like I, I, I still, I still am seen as just an individual photographer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, um, and again, maybe it's me, maybe, maybe I'm just complaining to complain or just say this to say this, but you know, like, uh, maybe it's because I, I'm all, I only put running stuff on my Instagram. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've, I've tried to change and I've gone to other sports and I've, uh, but still there's no, there, I don't get a lot of opportunities. I cannot make this. This is not a, I, I cannot, if the you Olympics. don't get a lot of opportunities. Did you just say that? To make this a full-time gig? Absolutely not. To, to just, and that's what I was going to say, to, to make a full-time living off of this? No, uh-huh. because I, if, if that were the case, I wouldn't be working for Apple still. You know what I mean? Like, I've been there for 10 years because I cannot make this a full, I haven't figured out how to make this a full-time thing. Um, have you got an agent? I do not, and that's something that I want to work on. Um, but at the same time, from what I've heard, it's it's not worth having an agent um, from other photographers um, wow. because like let's say for an example who, with me who are these photographers like these are like you know like photographers who have like over 120 150 thousand followers who mm. when they signed because remember how I started photography I met a lot of these photographers who are now like insta famous uh-huh. um, because I would we would I would learn from them or vice versa. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but they would say like, yeah, like the first thing that they want is your client list. You know what I mean? So like if I've already worked with, I'm very fortunate to have worked with every single major sporting brand, right? Like mm-hmm. I have a contact there anywhere I have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked outside. I've worked in like, you know, professional sports and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. So why am I going to hand that roster of contacts over? when I'm the one who, who built that. You know what I mean? I find, and I that, think quite, that, you I find know. that quite interesting. As in, the reason why I say I find it interesting is I obviously, I, like, I know people who, who haven't had to do that and get a lot of work as for Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, you I mean, sign, it, when you sign at an agent, it's, 
I guess different agents do different things, but how I thought things worked was you, this agent or the management firm or the talent agency or whatever it is, they, they take over management of you, but everything oh. that you've done before is yours, as in they don't have anything to do with that unless you want them to have something to do with it. Right. And I think, and I, from the people that I've talked to in the past, that's where it gets a little, at least the, the, the five people that I've talked to and consulted with, they were just like, Hey, you're so far ahead that mm. you shouldn't need to go that route. Yes. Listen you know to what, what I mean? said. <laughs> Listen to it. You just said the sentence because you are so far ahead. You shouldn't have to. But yeah, what I'm saying is, is they said to you that at the point wherever you were, you shouldn't have had to, but you've now come to a place whereby you believe you've hit your own ceiling. So if you want to progress, the next natural step is to either get an agent or, um, as you have said, diversify your, your, your workings. So mm-hmm. you're going to jump out of, um, you're going to jump out of photography. Because yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a, a believer in like not one thing suits everybody, as in like there are people who have like shot to 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 world domination without not without any help, but they haven't had a an agent per se or or representation. And then there are people who like from the beginning have had representation. There are people who like halfway through their journey they <laughs> they take representation and. That's why I asked, like, who are these people that you've spoken to? As lots of people that I've spoken to, I've kind of had a mixed bag of, like, reports or reviews. Like, yes, there are sharks (laughs) like that that you are speaking of. And then there are other people who are completely honest. I guess it's it's, it's exactly the same as life. Like, you get some nice people and you get some unnice people. Um, I guess it's more for us as as individuals to sift through the the not so nice people and find the nice ones but sure. it sounds to me like your 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 heart is set and you'll be leaving the photography world and heading i mean you're still there yeah yeah, yeah i'm here dude. yeah I, I i think you know i think also you know, being having an athletic mindset, you you set a goal. <laughs> an athletic mindset, this guy. You 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 set a goal, right? And you only work towards this one goal. And once you accomplish it, like now, what else? You know what I mean? And I, I maybe when when I actually shoot the Olympics, uh, mm-hmm. something pops up, and yeah. you know something something else goes. But my heart is set on on trying something new and you know working for a brand uh uh-huh. in in their in their brand marketing department you know like that's something that i've i've been interested in for so many years um mm-hmm. once i started working with with companies mm-hmm. um just to understand that side of it i think it makes you a, a greater asset uh to anyone if you understand the the photographic on 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 the floor on the ground floor kind of and then if you understand the brand side of it where it's like from the from above if you if you uh, understand both of them i think it just makes you a, a a greater a greater asset to anyone wicked you're not wrong mate you are not wrong um so let's just say you shoot the olympics yes 
you you leave photography, you go and work at brand, you work at brand for a couple of years. What's 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 your end goal? I mean, I think what I really I've always said this. I've always uh, I want to I want to do come back to photography for sure, but I want to do mm. like like war photography kind of stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of good photos came out of that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like a lot of great photos came out of like uh, you know people protesting and you know and I think it some of the most impactful photos were the ones that were like where you see an entire building burning and I think it's just like you see it and you're just like but why and then when you step back and you understand what's going on and you're just like oh damn you know what I mean like there are certain photos out there right now that are just like the uh what's the word I'm looking for the photos that make this change like when you look back in history these are the photos that you're going to look at and be like damn like that's what happened that's what it takes and i think that's what i meant by it you know what i mean like that's what i mean that you know this is by being out there you're 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 capturing this history and like if it made an impact right now and this i think those are the the pictures that are going to make it into the history books you know, and and a lot of them came from New York. A lot of them came from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think, uh, yeah, it's it's just a very very interesting time. You know, I think, like even yesterday, uh, the photos that came out for uh, that I saw for Juneteenth, like mm-hmm. some like shutting down all of Brooklyn Bridge. It's you know, it's something that's been happening almost on a weekly basis, but yeah. they just look. They're, they're just people who are so good at it right now, telling these stories that uh, that they're just they, they're just doing a phenomenal job. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah, like it's it's crazy to me how how great these photos are coming out. So, you're a photographer. Yeah. And you want to to capture this. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you capturing this? Because last time I went out to capture this, I mm. was arrested. Uh, well, I wasn't arrested, but I got put in cuffs. Oh, wow. So That's no when, fun. When, uh, when there was a case with Eric Gardner, uh-huh. I, I would come out and, uh, you know, protest, take photos of it and all that other stuff. And I was just, it, it's a scary feeling, man, getting... For those 45 minutes I got cuffed, it was a scary feeling because... And did they treat you okay? I mean, you know, they let me go. I didn't say they treated me. They didn't treat you very well, Jason. I'm not going to say that they treated me, you know, like checking me into a hotel or anything like that. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't pleasant. You know, and like, you get scared, man. Like, being in cuffs for 45 minutes... The first thing you'd say, your first thing that goes through your mind is like, how the hell am I going to explain this to my mom? Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Like, yeah. that is the first thing that goes through. And I got scared because I'm just like, how do I tell this to my mom? You know what I mean? Like, and So you what just, do you think your mom would say? <laughs> oh, my, yo, my mom was just, she'll just let me have it. You know, she'll rip me a new one. 
You know what I mean? But like, it, you just feel like a little kid again. Yeah. And you just feel like all, everything that you've been, like all the confidence and all the manhood and all whatever you've, you've gathered the last couple of years, the, the, the past 34 years of my life, all goes away. You know what I mean? And I think in that feeling is such a scary feeling that I was just like, oh man, like, just be careful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just be careful. Just, you know what I mean? Like, Do you think everybody has that feeling? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think people who, who are doing it now are, are going in groups or something mm-hmm. like that. I, 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 oh, I so you were by yourself. I was by myself. I was by oh, myself. Wow. I was by myself and I was just there and like, I was, I didn't know anyone out. So I was just taking photos and I was, yeah. uh, so then, now, and then is it, yeah. is it fair? Do you think that I guess you can be put in handcuffs for doing what you were doing? I mean, no, I don't think it was fair. I don't think, I don't think I deserved it. I don't think the people who were next to me deserved it. You know, I, I don't remember exactly what the case, what the thing was, but you know, uh, I just remember me and I was just like, look, I'm just taking photos. And I, he took my camera and started looking through, through the photos. And then I think it was like 30 minutes later, he just cut me and he goes like, yo, get out of here. Oh, wow. I mean? And that was, it. <laughs> that was it. But like, there was a thing. Like, I I don't have a record. You know what I mean? Like, there is no record. I have my my record. Is and crazy. is there supposed is there supposed to be a record of whatever that was? As in, I have no idea. But are you are you supposed to get a piece of paper? Or... No, 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 no. Because they didn't they didn't book you. But that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, I guess once they ran who my name and all that other stuff, I have no record. I have a clean record. Okay. So then I was just like, yo, man, I'm just over here taking photos. Uh-huh. So as they, as they went through the camera and, everything, and after 30 minutes later, they let you go, but it was 30, it shouldn't have taken that long. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I shouldn't be in a sidewalk for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? And then, you know, a little later that, that same evening, I, we, they, the, it, we go down to wall street mm-hmm. and again, taking photos and then there's some guy coming out of Wall Street, so some building at Wall Street saying like, pointing at me, and the, the picture's on Facebook, uh, pointing at me and saying, yo, I'll buy you and everybody else around here. Get the fuck out of my block or get out of here or something like that. What? Yeah, man. So it was just like, for something like that to happen, that, that first time i got very like whoa that's this is way too much you know what i mean uh with with now this 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 protest yes there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people processing together but you just never know what could happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh so I mean, I've like I said, I've gone out, but I've I've kept my camera behind, and you know, I turn off my cell phone signal, and you know, like you take you precautions. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go out there and like I, I, I you know, I, I think when I go out and protest, I want to do it because I want to be in the moment. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be distracted by taking photos, and I think, and it comes back to like. I think we've had this conversation 
like shooting a pen relays or shooting an Olympic trials or shooting a London marathon. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on because I'm too busy trying to take a photo. So I don't enjoy the moment, but there are certain times where I was just like, you know, like there was this one, we all went to this one protest where uh, it was like a little white girl. She was like six, seven, eight years old. And Mm -hmm. she was the one who was asking questions. Like, how do I start a protest? You know what I mean? Like, she was there with her sign and her mask and yeah and i think that was dope you know what i mean i thought that was something really really cool and i took out my phone and i started recording it but i thought that was something that you know like again is a generational change you know like and i think those are the moments that you kind of want to be able to tell your kids you know what i mean i think that there are enough photos and pictures out there by people who are much better than me doing Uh a much better job telling this story and that I can be like, yo, that that was my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, my boy took this photo. Um, so I think been having like a lot of talks over here, and I'm sure people are having these talks everywhere in the world. That there, like, there's more than one way to march. As in, some some people march. Some people march with their photography. Some people march with <laughs> with who they're talking to. Some people, like, everyone is doing their own bit in their own way. Um, right. And I think that what you're doing is 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 dope as well, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, how, yeah. Like, yeah. How, how does it make you feel? How does helping... I, I think, you know, I think I stay... One of the... I think I stay in my lane with certain things. Like, I know uh, when we, when the protest was in New York City with, the, with coffee and, and all the run crews, for sure, I brought my camera out. You know, I, mean? I think that was my way. Oh, if, listen, if the I, listeners, the listeners don't know who Coffee is, and they don't, know, they don't know so, what, so, what the run was. So, who's Coffee? So, and what was the run? so right, Coffee, Coffee, Coffee was a is a uh, he's a one of the he's a runner out here in New York. He has his crew, and he basically called on all the all the runners. What's the name of his crew? And for people who who don't know, like who who's Coffee, um, and like what's 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 the name of the crew, and like what happened? Yeah, so like Coffee is a New York City runner. He's a one of our pacers and all that stuff, and he has a run crew called Define New York Run Club. Uh-huh. Uh, and and what he did was basically through his relationships that he's built throughout the years here in New York City, he basically called on everyone, all the crews to come together. And it, and it was a, a dope thing because it wasn't brand affiliated. So it, whoever you ran with, it doesn't matter, just come out and, and run in solidarity on a, on a movement. And I thought, I thought it was a special day, you know, like uh, one of the things that, it, it, one of, some, having someone like the Parks Commissioner, who's also a runner, be a part of this conversation and hear him talk and say say something like, uh, you and me, we all have to check our culture when we go into work. And he's tired of it. You know what I mean? Like we can't yeah. be ourselves. I thought that was so impactful. You know what I mean? So, uh, someone like, you know, power. Power is one of the, he's, OG bridge runner, you know, like his energy is always, always top high. Like, 
you know, having him and having someone like Dao, Dao Yi, who's, um, who's part of All Men Rum Club, he said something else where like you, he, he put the protest in correlation to marathon training. Um, and, and, and he said something down towards the lines of like, even that this is a marathon, this, this, whatever we're working on is, it's, uh, whatever's happening in the protest, this is a marathon. And you, even on, you need to have active recovery days. And as those active recovery days happen, you still need to, to work on this. You still need to do some kind of change or you still need to do, educate yourself or do something because if you if you stop everything that you've been doing this whole time just just falls apart yep you know what i mean and like you learn something you do something watch a movie or something on that day that you need to take off in order for you to still be uh impact that change you know what i mean yeah and yeah. then so how many people came out on this run man i think it was like 500 500 plus for sure wow and, yeah. where, and where did you guys like run to or from? It, 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 so I, the, the cool thing about this was it was just only two miles. Wicked. But the whole point of it was the conversation, the conversation of, of understanding what's going on. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I feel that a lot of people know what's happening, but when you start telling stories, mm-hmm. uh, that someone that you know it, it hits a little it hits a little closer yeah. you know what I mean like there's no reason why I should feel I walking in certain neighborhoods I should feel unsafe uh, because I might get stopped stopped by a police officer the, the, the words that just came out saying something like I should feel unsafe because I might get stopped by a police yeah, officer. It doesn't make any sense. It does doesn't it? make any sense, bro. <laughs> it makes you know no I mean? sense. You're like, minding me, your own business. You are completely legal and legitimate and you are afraid to walk through an area, not because you're going to be attacked by, by a criminal, but because you're going to be stopped by a police you, officer. You know what I mean? For like, no reason. Me, that to me is so crazy. You know what I mean? Like there are, so like at work, right? Um, I work with a couple of police officers. There's like detectives and there are security guards. Mm-hmm. And they were saying like, listen, man, you can go to the worst neighborhoods in New York City. Nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing's going to happen to you. But if you can walk at Park Avenue, Fifth Avenue, or anything, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like there are certain times that I've, I've wanted to treat myself and I wanted to get a, like, I just wanted to get a Louis Vuitton wallet. Don't ask me Uh why. Don't ask me why. (laughs) But I just wanted one, right? Uh And the simple fact that that someone was following me around the entire time, I was just like, yo man, I'm not, I'm not giving these people my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, like I've noticed this a lot recently in the past two years, now that I travel more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten upgrades on flights and stuff like that. And the simple fact that people look at me weird because I sit in business class or in first class and be like, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like I, it, it, it just irritates you, man. Like it's just, you just feel belittled. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, 
you don't know what I do. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know what? It was funny because at first I was like, oh, well, maybe if I change the way I dress, you know what I mean? Like maybe if I wear slacks <laughs> in a polo or something like yeah. that, people won't. And then I was just like, yo, fuck that, man. Forget that. I'm going to wear sweats. If it's a 12 hour flight, I'm wearing sweats. And yep. I don't care. You know what I mean? But like at, at a point, you have to get to that point where you just don't care anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you um, very much for, for sharing, Jason. Um, now, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, not afraid to fail, the number two. Uh, Twitter and my website. Yeah, those are the three places that you can find me. Awesome. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of whatever episode this is (laughs) of the Tub Hub. Um, Thank you to Jason, a.k.a. Not Afraid to Fail, for joining us in the tub. Do you hear a draining? Do you hear a draining? I'll be back soon for final thoughts. So here we have it, everyone. That is the end of this week's episode of the Tub Hub. And this is Final Thoughts. One of the most important things that I found, Jason said during this podcast, was there are certain areas that he doesn't like to go to because he is fearful of being stopped and searched by the police. Now he's completely legal, he has no criminal record. But for some strange reason, even though he's an upstanding citizen, he is fearful of going to particular areas because he thinks he might get stopped by the police. Now, in my head, what kind of a backward world is it that we live in that you're fearful of being stopped by the very people that we are supposed to be protected by? That, for me, doesn't make any sense. Just think about that for a minute. Someone that's supposed to be helping you, you're concerned (laughs) that they're not not going to help you, but that they're going to do something bad to you. That experience isn't going to be one of enjoyment. I'm not for one minute suggesting that a stop and search is supposed to be an enjoyable experience, but what I am suggesting is a normal everyday citizen shouldn't be fearful of going to an area because he might be stopped and searched for no reason whatsoever. For me, that makes no sense. No sense at all. I also think it's quite important for you to have a think about what Jason had to say about what happens in the photography industry. And I mean, it happens in quite a few other industries. And that is the older generation making space for the younger generation to come through. Now, As Jason said, some might view it as younger people coming and and taking the food from their tables. But I think we should look at it from another point of view. We were all put on this planet to create change. We were put on this planet to make sure that the people that come after us are... Well, they have an advantage 
Like they're supposed to have learned from what we've done and we're supposed to pass these skills on. And I believe that if we don't pass these skills on, kind of haven't really done our job. We haven't done what we were, were put here to do. The phrase is always banded around whereby people say, ah, oh, you're essentially being paid to, to train your replacement. Well, yeah, <laughs> I am being paid to train my replacement because that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, I can't, I can't continue to do what I do forever. So what is supposed to happen is I'm supposed to learn from somebody. I'm then supposed to take on their learnings, but add a little bit of, of my own spice to it. I'm then supposed to teach somebody else how to do it. And they're supposed to take a little bit of me and take a little bit of history. Because that's what we all are. We're all like little iterations of something that has come before us. And that's what I think many of us don't seem to, to, to like understand. Like you can't do what you do forever. At some point and stage, you will die. And when you die, what's left? What have you left? What is your legacy? What stories have you told? Who have you helped out? Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's great to have everything, but if you've got no one to share everything with, what exactly are you doing? Final thoughts.